0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: folks, thanks for tuning in. You know we're here for a treat when you hear that tune because it means it's time for another edition of the Rec Poker Podcast. This is the Chats edition of the show where every week we interview a luminary from the poker world. Uh, We're going to get into our interview with Jason Sue in just a moment. Uh, But first, I have to thank our sponsors, the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino and Mark Prashan over there at Website Amp. Um of course I also have to thank our premium members so I don't know if if you're listening to this and you don't know what Rec Poker is all about uh we are a largely volunteer based uh uh free community most of what we do here is free uh but we really rely on our sponsors and we rely on our premium members uh these are the folks that have decided to Uh, step beyond the free training material and social stuff that we do here every month and take the plunge both to help support us and keep the lights on around here but also to unlock that amazing strategy content the discussion groups the study groups the book studies um, the behind the scenes clips that we get to view from other premium training sites through our learning with partners program and it's all only fifteen dollars a month so we got a new premium member this week, uh, Rich Deakins. Uh Rich joined from uh, the frozen north. I won't dox you, Rich, but uh, it's pretty pretty far north, and it's pretty cold right now. And uh, we're very grateful to have your support. Uh, that 15 bucks a month means a lot to us. And I know you've been enjoying the home games recently, and uh, we've done some emailing back and forth about getting the most out of the website. So I'm glad to see that you're enjoying yourself and that you are taking the plunge. So like I said uh I thank the sponsors I thank our premium members our community members It, it can just show up anytime direct dot poker and sign up for a free account so thank you for doing that we're so close to hitting 1000 we were I think we're at 996 today um I, I really want to hit a thousand before the end of the year so if you're listening to this it's coming out in the second week of december give us a try for free it's free give us a try come on over rec.poker sign up for a free account there and uh lucky lucky member 1000 should get something cool right i don't know what it'll be but we should do something fun but the real engine that drives everything at rec poker is the wrecking crew uh, my name's jim reed they give me the mic on mondays but i'm just one of the crew members here we are legion there are dozens of us, and uh, without uh, without the Wrecking Crew, we really couldn't get anything done here. So if you want to find out more about me and the rest of the Wrecking Crew, you can go to wreck.poker slash crew, or you can just listen up, and you're about to hear from a few of them right now in alphabetical order by first name. Uh, with
2: that being said, I'm Ben Enslow, um with the bees. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm and 96 on Twitch. You guys can find my socials there,
1: and uh, I'm East Coast Bitter in the home game.
3: And I have been demoted to second in the order. I am Chris Jones, five by five on Twitter, or five by five on the Poker Stars home game and five B five on Twitter.
0: Well, I want you to know, Chris, that's actually a promotion because the later you go, the better it <laughs> is. Uh anyway, my <laughs> name is John Somsky and I am Poker Geek M N everywhere.
4: And I'm Rob Washam and I'm Rabman fifty, just about
1: everywhere. Right on. Well, that's uh, the members of the Wrecking Crew that are here tonight. Roasted, says Ben. That's right. Exactly. Um, And so it's every Monday night we're here on YouTube. Uh, We do a prize at the end of the show. A little later on, we'll ask people to start typing the words Food Bank into the chat. And that's how we'll figure out who's going to win our prize this week. Uh, But without further ado, I'd like to welcome back to the show uh, Jason Seuss. Jason, thanks for coming back. And I can't wait to find out what you've been getting up to in the last little while. Yeah, great to see you guys.
2: And first time anyone's ever called me a luminary of anything, so <laughs> I'm gonna just enjoy that and take that one in. Um, it's a big moment for
1: sure. There, <laughs> well, I'm glad you had some time to really just bask in that and absorb. Yeah, oh, it. yeah. You know, you yeah. you only peak once in life. Oh it's yeah, only just, this, it's amazing. <laughs> so that could have
2: been it. That could have been it. <laughs>
1: Well, you're a great person to talk to when it Mm. comes to perspective and sort of where you are in life and what's important Um, now that you've kind of climbed the highest, tallest mountain in all of poker by the Luminary uh, Purage badge. um, Mm. It's been great. We we actually talk about mindset and uh, mental Mm. game and achieving peak performance a lot here on the show. But for us, it kind of means something different than for professional poker players. Um, yeah. We're all recreational players. We play in different stakes. I think the the winning and losing of it matters a little less to us. Um, when we were talking just before we started going live here, uh, you said something about how, uh, you know, the mental game is, is approached differently from recreational players and professionals. Maybe that's a good place to start. Can you just talk a little bit about sort of like uh, the work that you do with some of the uh, top level poker players out there.
2: Yeah. So, you know, almost everyone I work with personally is is a professional poker player um, or some kind of high-end CEO or, or something to that nature, right? And and these are people who uh, have really big goals and really big dreams and and really identify strongly their, how they feel about themselves with how things are going in terms of the success or or lack of success in poker or in business. And so when, you know, spending lots of time with people trying to help them kind of break that connection and to just feel um good about themselves regardless of whether things are going well or not uh it's it's a refreshing change of pace to come hang out with folks who are just like yeah i'm literally just here because i love the game and, and no other reason like yeah it's great to win and make money because it lets me feel like i'm using my mind in a different way and that's super awesome but at the core of it like I'm literally here because uh, I just love poker and, and I love that and because uh, that's kind of where I'm at now because um you know the business keeps me pretty busy these days and so um when I do play it's like there's only one reason I'm gonna play poker now is because I just am super excited to play and and can't wait to get out there yeah
1: <laughs> that's a great answer um uh, so what and, and I I mean, we just love talking to people who love poker. I don't know if that comes across in the show at all, but um, when you do get a chance to play, talk a little bit about that. Like what, what parts of poker excite you? Uh, you've been through so much of the poker world. What are yeah. the parts that still get you going?
2: Yeah. So to me, it's almost like a uh, circled back to the very beginning where at the beginning I, I was, I knew I wasn't like an expert at the game, but I knew that I just loved kind of being out in the field and, competing as hard as i could and paying attention and and using my own kind of personal strengths as a human uh to to kind of make reads and trust my instincts and and really just emphasize all of that stuff and it's kind of gone back to that especially in this this last year as i i literally don't study poker at all anymore um <laughs> and so you know you know in the 15 years before uh you know i started this coaching that I'm doing now is just like studying poker all, all the time. Right. And, and so now it's, it's almost like back to the beginning of like, the knowledge is still in there, but it just kind of gets to come out in a, in a different way, which is, which is kind of fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, and you've, you've seen and worked with players sort of at, at every level, as you've wrote, risen to prominence yourself within the industry. Um, what are some of the kind of common problems that established professional poker players have that you can help them with and then we'll talk a little bit about sort of how that might look for for yeah. more recreational players.
2: Yeah, the the big problem is that um if you want to be a high level winning professional poker player, you need to accrue lots of knowledge, right? So so that is like essential, but then the problem becomes when you're actually playing the game, do you get too tied up in this kind of aspect of like I need to do it right. I need yeah. to like do it exactly how I studied. I need to do it in a way that's like solver approved. You know, that's the kind of the term that people throw around now. And and so now it's almost like people who have lots of knowledge are constantly just like looking over their shoulder to to just like make sure that what they're doing is going to be like accepted by other people and and not like mocked or made fun of. And so a lot of people have kind of lost that just gut killer instinct feel part of the game that was super prominent when I started playing 20 years ago, that was like all anyone had. We we were all terrible at poker, but we <laughs> we all had kind of this thing that we could do of like, I'm here to compete and I'm just going to like trust that I'm good enough. Like my best is good enough. And now there's just so many people out there who study and study and study, but no matter how much they study, they always feel like their best is not enough and that they have to be validated um, by somebody else. And that really keeps you from playing your game in, in the hands that really matter. Right. And, and you're just, you end up kind of doing what you think somebody else would do and not doing what you genuinely feel is best in this moment. And and you lose a lot of um, power in, in that.
1: And I think especially for pros uh, the issue is that, that, that validation you know, that, that can only really come from results or, or maybe that's not true. It seems to us as the as the outsiders that the only credentialing that occurs in poker is through like winning large, prestigious events. It, how true is that? And, and sort of as you're talking to pros, how did they how how do they consider like their own excellence? Like, how did they gauge whether they're succeeding or failing um or yeah. whether they've you know crossed that line into being one of the one of the big names in poker or is it simply tied to you know did you final table a main event
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say that that kind of depends on if somebody's worked with me or not, because, (laughs) because I would say like almost everybody who's playing for a living does exactly that. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel good about myself when I win that big tournament, when I break through to the next level, when I move up to the next stakes and I'm, and I'm winning there. That's when I'm going to let myself feel good. But that makes you needy. Right. And when you're needy, you can't actually be the version of you that's going to get what you want. Same deal in anything else. If you need to close the business deal to feel good about yourself, you're not going to get the deal. If you need uh, someone who you're attracted to to feel to like you in order to to like yourself, well, they're not going to like you first, right? And and so it really has to go the other way. And, and so so much of the work I do is kind of unwinding that pattern and getting people more to the point of like, okay, win or lose, I'm going to be able to feel like compassion and love and happy with who I am and and what I'm up to. And then ironically, that's when, you know,
1: the big scores come. Yeah, I believe it. Um, Chris, did you have something there?
3: Well, yeah, I kind of want to just uh, jump off that a little bit and ask a little bit about, you know, you, you mentioned the pros that you work with and like this kind of like they're building up their game, they're studying all the time, they have this sense of like, I've got to play solver approved, or at least play some certain way or play well. Um, but I got to imagine that with that comes this sense of when you when you arrive at a table, and, you know, and maybe as even sort of studied recreational players we can sometimes experience this. probably not to the level they can, but like where we understand that we're the best player at the table or we're the, we're one of the more at least studied or skilled people at the table. But with that, there comes this like set of expectations, maybe ourselves or externally on us to like do well there. And as we know, poker is a game that doesn't always cooperate with those intentions or with those expectations Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that's how How do you uh, help people sort of balance those kinds of ideas between the knowledge base that it takes to get good at this game versus the variance part that really gets in the way of like who the best player is at a table?
2: Yeah, um, you know, accepting variance is just like so mind blowing, right? Because the human mind is not really wired to to really accept it. And and so that's just like kind of a lifelong practice. And, and no matter what level you're at, there's almost always somebody who's like a little bit above you. And there's almost always somebody who's like a little bit below you. And and so there's different emotional responses that come from, oh, well, OK, the player, oh, he's, he's definitely better than me. Um, so now I'm experiencing fear and maybe I'm going to have to do this and try this and try that. And oh, now I'm not playing my game. Right. Versus, oh, this person is, oh, they're definitely worse than me. Like, I'm, I'm just going to like run over this guy and and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And also overconfident and and not really like feeling that level of just like groundedness and centeredness of just like I'm here to play my game. And, and both situations end up with people just like not playing the way that you would ideally like to play if you're just present and connected and, and relaxed and enjoying being exactly where you are.
1: Oh, I've got I've got a ton of questions here. But if anyone else on the panel uh, wants to ask Jason, just unmute and I'll call on you. And if anyone watching live on YouTube, like we do every seventh every Monday at seven thirty Eastern, uh, feel free to just type your questions in the chat there. Actually, I should say now we're actually not going to do a show on December twenty sixth. I should just remind myself to say. <laughs> <laughs> every week on youtube except on boxing day december 26th this year we will not be doing a show so don't show up for that one or if you do just watch some other fun youtube videos uh, instead okay uh so one thing that um i talk to a lot of recreational players we talk about mindset and actually let me back up one sec here jason so i've talked about sort of mindset mindfulness uh, presence um uh, mental game What what are the kind of words that you would like to use to describe this art or science uh, that you practice, your area of expertise? Maybe I I should let you kind of describe it for our audience.
2: Um, Yeah, so the words you can use, are they're they're all kind of similar. And and to me, they all kind of resemble the same feeling, right? Uh, You could call it connection, flow, presence in the zone, right? Uh, Mindfulness, you can call them whatever you want, but they all kind of take us back to a certain experience of feeling of like, okay, I know it when I, when I'm in it, it it, it doesn't matter what exact word I use. Uh, Personally, I like to use presence because I sell more books that way. And
1: and, and,
2: (laughs) we will (laughs) kind of associate uh, me with that word more often than more than others. So, you know, I'll tend to use that one a little bit more than the rest, but but really, you know, they're all kind of trending in the same direction of like they, anything that, evokes the feeling inside you of like oh i know what that is um when i'm just like there and playing and i'm just like cruising and crushing and and so yeah that's that's kind of it
1: yeah that that feels to me like like i would say like being in flow or or being in the zone like you say like i think uh folks that that were athletic earlier in their lives like me (laughs) you know now at this point uh sort of poker is where i get to compete um uh, that, that feeling of kind of just like knowing what was going to happen next, uh, sort of just being plugged into the, the, the game that I was playing. Uh, that's something that I also feel in poker. And I think, you know, when we, especially the more experienced players, uh, we can be like watching a, a table, even with cards down and we can kind of predict the action. We, okay, well, this guy's going to check here and then this guy's going to bet, you know, one third pot. Um, And it's just, it's not because we have any super secret powers or anything. It's just that our brains have gotten good at analyzing the information that's available and kind of telling us this little shorthand of how it often will go. Um, No, we're not right all the time, but you can sort of start making some educated guesses. So I guess my question for you, Jason, is how much of that comes down to just being steeped in it uh, and being so sort of, uh, what would you say, subconsciously uh, uh, competent uh, and and how much of it is kind of training our brains to analyze that stuff more effect- effectively or efficiently or just like how we think about poker differently
2: yeah it's a great question and and i'll say that there's two parts to it and one is that like the brain training comes away from the table you study you talk about hands with your friends you you know read about hands online or you watch videos or or listen to podcasts whatever you what you like, that's the training of the pattern recognition away from the table. But where it gets tricky is like, well, what do you do at the table? And and to me, that's where like the whole goal is to just like forget everything you learned. Right. And when you're when you sit down to play, just forget it all and and see if you can just kind of settle into that that zone flow presence state. Uh because I, I will challenge one thing you said where you said like it, it was not like we have superpowers, but I actually Think that like everybody does kind of have superpowers in terms of your subconscious ability to just like recognize stuff that your conscious Mm. mind is not going to catch in real time. And so it really is just a matter of, of getting out of your own way so that you can let that knowledge and awareness of just like, ooh, that light bulb moment of like, oh man, this would be so awesome right now to just let that come through. But when you're so busy in your head trying to like figure out the perfect play and and just like work it all out analytically, there's no room for that subconscious knowledge to just like come through and inform you of what might be a better option right so I so, so much so much of it is just like how do we get out of our own ways so that yeah. <laughs> so that it can all just like we can just let it happen right?
1: I love that, yeah, I think about golf sometimes when i when I think about this when I talk about this. My dad always told me you know, go to the driving range and that's where you practice and that's where you drill. That's where you think about the mechanics. Go get that out of the way on the driving range. And then once you step up to the first tee, you just got to let all that go and go play golf and just like be natural and Mm -hmm. get out of your own head. That's not the place to practice. That's the place to play. And it feels like uh, poker is uh, similar in the sense that you practice off the felt. And then when you're in the game, you're just trying to capture that flow, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're both so similar. There's a reason why so many poker players play golf and, and vice versa. Right. And why there's so much gambling on the golf course, because it's yeah. such a mental exercise and like, let's see who can get out of their own way and just play. Right. It's like, this is a game to be played, not a game to be like overthought and trying super hard. And and, and a lot of what poker has become is this like exercising who can try the hardest and who can, mm. you know, manage themselves in the most, you know, precise way. But I think the people it's coming back to where the the highest performers are remembering now, like this is a game to be played and, and to enjoy yourself and to feel free and loose and relaxed and good while you're, while you're out there. And that's, what's going to let you kind of have those moments where you're like, Oh, that was, that was an amazing insight. I I can't believe I found that play right there. Well, you didn't find it because you were trying to find it. It came to you because you were just kind of there and, and allowing it to.
1: Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the other thing that they have in common is, you know, you, if you're too in your own head, you're trying to force things. You're like trying to apply things to the moment in front of you. Like another thing my dad always said was, uh, you know, the w- person who's going to win the golf games, the one who makes the fewer mistakes or the smaller mistakes. And that's mm-hmm. a lot like poker, too. You know, it's not yeah. even a question about elevating your A game so much as just not being the player who makes as many mistakes yeah. or uh, not, uh, not having those stakes those mistakes uh, yeah. uh, just continue to get worse and worse.
2: Yeah. yeah, And uh side note, I'm, I'm actually terrible at golf. So, um, you know, there's that, but that's only because I, I have not had lessons. So, <laughs> and so just, I, I literally have no idea of what is even proper, um, but uh, someday, someday I'll, I'll take some lessons and build up the knowledge away from the course to uh, improve.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, give, give yourself some time. It is not yeah, a yeah. patient teacher. Yeah. Golf is golf does not. Uh, it's not very yeah. rewarding right, off, mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. off the bat. I'm sure Rob yeah. will agree with me there. Um, yeah. OK, so uh, one of the things that people have asked me, we knew that you were coming on the show and everyone was clamoring to get their questions in. Uh, the theme of the month this month is playing against the limpers. And so Chris Jones has been putting together a whole suite of study material here at Rec Poker for our premium members and um I thought we could talk a little bit about uh mindset and sort of the the, the mental game when we're faced with these positions because recreational players we're going to play in games where we face limpers more than pros. Um sometimes I think we get kind of frustrated because these people aren't playing in a way that is decipherable to us or that makes sense to us. And we sort of feel like we're entitled to win these pots because we're better players than them, but they make these bad decisions and that makes them hard to uh, uh, play against because we don't know they could show up with anything. And that kind of, we get frustrated and that kind of thing, but, but we know we're better players than they are. Uh, Is that something that you think is sort of a common human experience is that something that uh, like how how do you even start to uh, uh, untangle that from a from the standpoint of of mental game
2: yeah i had a couple of thoughts about that and and before i uh get into that i'll say well After you get frustrated, are you still a better player than they are?
1: Jason Sue on the show. Uh, Good question. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Good question to ask. Am
2: I still better after I get upset about that Mm -hmm. um, in that moment? So, um, yeah, so there's there's a couple of things. So one is like what you said is like, okay, we see people just start limping. And even if it's whether even if we don't have the actual thought subconsciously, we're already feeling the excitement we're like, oh, okay, there's someone I'm better than, or okay, I'm right. better than I'm better than this person. Right. So we're immediately elevating ourselves above them. Um just just off of that first action. So there's a certain expectation um that starts to set up like, okay, like I'm now I'm supposed to win. Right. And so uh to remember that um that doesn't actually mean that you're supposed to win. It just is what it is. Like they are actually they're just they're just limping and that's that's the only thing that's happened. Uh, we that's not actual confirmation that that I'm better at poker than them. It's not actual confirmation that I'm supposed to win. It doesn't give me permission to do anything I wouldn't ordinarily do. It's just that's all it is, right? That's what's happened. And, and so to, to just notice if you have that happen in you when you see limping, then you're already kind of setting yourself up to have that crash and to have that frustration when you don't win because you've, you've elevated yourself. So if that's what's happening, chances are you're, you're kind of doing that. And, and then the other thing that I think helps a lot is just having uh, empathy for whoever is, you know, the other person, right? Because when you can't understand somebody, that's when it's frustrating, right? But if you can understand the idea that, hey, if like I was who they were and I had the exact poker knowledge they had, I would do the exact same thing. Like I wouldn't be doing anything different than they're doing. If I had their exact life experience that they've had up to now, I'd be limping too, right? So then you're also not any. better then now, once again, you're not any better than there. We're just we're just trying to like remember that everybody's doing their best and everybody's human, and and there's no like real better or worse on that level. And and so when you have that, and you can just like put yourself in their shoes a little bit and understand, it's like okay, it's, it's just is what it is. That frees you up to now look at your cars and say, okay, what do I want to do with this hand? And now you're not dragging all of that excess emotional baggage into the hand that can cloud your judgment on later streets. Right. Because if you're if you're already like, oh, this guy sucks, like I'm gonna I can't wait to get his money. And now you're on the river and they put you in a bit of a tough spot, but you're already in that frame of like, oh, this guy sucks. You can't actually think clearly and and let yourself play well you know, in that, in that river decision, which is worth way more than whatever pre mistake that, that they're making. Right.
1: But, but Jason, how can they call with eight two? It makes my <laughs> exactly. brain hurt. Ah, what's going exactly. on? Yeah. 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 We just got to put that behind yeah. it. I mean, it's, yeah. I, and, you know, uh, re- reminding ourselves that those are the kind of mistakes we want them to make, you know, of in course. the long run, that's, uh, that's part of it. So I like that. I like that answer a lot. Sort of empathy, um, and, that, and Lord knows we need enough of that right now in the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what if, what if I'm going to go a little harder then. So, so yeah. what if, what if you, you are a better player than they are? Mm. And it's just, it's just, you're not, you're not, you know, boasting or, or anything. It's just objectively speaking, you're a more experienced, savvier, more thoughtful, more studied player. Um, I I want to sort of, I want us to be honest with ourselves Um how do we approach that kind of situation where, again, being a better player doesn't entitle you to their chips mm. or to win pots or anything yeah. like that? But uh, can we can we sort of like be honest about that when it's true? And and how do we how do we not fool ourselves in in those kind of moments?
2: Sure, yeah. So you know, acknowledging that you're likely more skilled than somebody is is totally legitimate if if that's the case and you and you see very clearly um, attaching emotional significance to that is what's going to cloud your. Your decision making, right? So if it's so if it's like okay, I'm more skilled than him, and huh, that that means I'm like feeling good about myself uh, as a result of that. That's what's going to get you in trouble. But if it's just like oh yeah, like I'm I think I'm more skilled than him. It's no big deal. It doesn't mean anything about me as a human or anything like that because I feel good about myself anyways. I don't need that to feel good about myself. And then that's just another fact that goes on the record for for you to you know logically work through as you as you go through a hand or a session. Right. And, and so, um, yeah, it's totally fine to just say, yeah, OK, I'm definitely have more skill, but but let's go deeper. Right. Like what what does that mean? What adjustments do I want to make mm. uh, rather than like that's the end of it? Like I'm better. And so I don't have to think about it anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, listen, you know, variance exists. You know, I, I tell yeah. people if you want to play a game where the better players always wins, just take chess up. And uh, stop playing poker because that's you're not gonna have that experience playing poker, particularly not tournament mm. poker.
2: Yeah, I used to do this thing uh playing, I played a lot of limit poker in my life. Mm. And so I used to do this thing where, you know, and I played in some some sluice, soft games where you know, five people are gonna limp in and then I get pocket aces on the button. And it's like, okay, this is great. And then, but my experience tells me it's like, okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna win this pot like. Mm, of the time. So, so I just like kind of had that awareness and take a breath and just feel the truth of that. And okay, now let's play. Right. So I have, I have that kind of knowledge that like, it's not like, oh, this is, I'm going to win so much money. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to win this pot like 40% of the time. All right, now let's play. And I found that actually like settled me quite often. It was to just give a as accurate as possible kind of description of what's Coming. And so you could do the same if like, you know, somebody limps and you ISO with ace king. Um, you can say, okay, yeah, I'm probably going to win this pot, like if it's no limit, maybe two thirds of the time or something like that. Okay, well, let's, let's proceed. And that, and that kind of frames your expectations in a way that, that doesn't kind of shock you when you don't win.
1: I love that. We've talked about uh, stoic philosophy on the show here yeah. before and kind of like managing your expectations to be more in line with reality is a key part of that. It sounds like that's also a key part of, of what you're working on. And in order to do that, you need to understand reality and yourself pretty well. And then you need to have your expectations kind of align with what is most likely to be the case. Is that a fair uh, approximation?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and that was huge for me. And as, as a primarily cash game player, when I was deciding if I wanted to play tournaments or not and mm. facing into the reality, of was like, okay, this tournament's, you know, 1,500. Uh, most likely outcome is I lose, lose somewhere between one to two binds. Uh okay, let's if that's if I'm cool with that, then I'm in a good kind of frame of mind to go play. Right. If not, then I'll just I won't. I'll do something else.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you know, tournament players You're going to, you're going to lose, you're going to go home with nothing like 85% of the time. They only, they only pay the top 15% of the field. So losing is something you really have to get used to.
2: Yeah. So you just got to like totally accept that before you even start of like, okay. And same deal with like, before you go play a cash session, it's like, okay, yeah, Mm. this is one of the bottom outcomes. If, if that upsets me or agitates me, I should either uh, spend some time kind of processing that feeling or just like not, not go because that outcome is going to find you a lot more often than you think when when you're not prepared for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you can tell just from, from this conversation how important like bankroll management and playing the stakes that are appropriate yeah. for you yeah. come in. You're going to feel tight and attached to the results a lot more if you're playing kind of above your weight and you can't afford yeah. to lose. So um, uh, recreational players, when we talk about uh, mindset and mental game, I think they make a big mistake. And they say that, well, I'm not a professional player. Uh, I don't need to worry that much about mindfulness or mindset or playing my A game because uh, I just need to sort of master the fundamentals instead and work on poker strategy. And I just think that the more advanced you get in poker, the smaller the available gains get in every type of study or discipline that you're following up on. If you're going to compete at the very top levels... The people are making very few mistakes, and those mistakes are very small. So you need to work on making your small mistakes even smaller. Here at the bottom of the pyramid, we've got huge leaks. We've got huge gains available to us. There's all this low-hanging fruit that we could scoop up just from here um, and make some real improvements. Um, I think the fact that we're recreational players just means that we've got a lot to learn about mental gain, and we can probably make some huge gains right off the bat. Uh what are some of the sort of common issues uh or problems that a less experienced recreational players have that you feel like just changing their mindset or thinking more thoughtfully about this part of the game might um unlock some some hidden excellence inside them that they're missing mm. right now?
2: Uh number one, as you were talking, I was just like, Oh, it's so clear what it is is just like belief, right? Do you genuinely believe and feel? That okay. If I sat down with with anybody, doesn't matter who, and I played my best that day, that I could beat I could beat anybody, right? I think that you know because of variance, like variance is your friend when you're a rec player, mm. right? And, and 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 you're playing against people who are better than you, um and and so what you've got to do is not let the the fact that somebody's yeah higher level operating a higher level of knowledge, kind of let you lose before the game has even started, right? And because if you sit down and, like, you know, Phil Ivey sits down next to you, you're like, oh, my God, right? This is, <laughs> this is just, I'm screwed. I'm screwed, right? And, and I'll admit, you and I probably would have some initial wave of a feeling of that. But can you get yourself to a point of saying, okay, like, yeah, um, you know, this person's better than me, but, like, I believe that my best – Today is good enough. And, and if I can do that, like anything's possible, I could win this whole tournament if I play my best. It doesn't mean that like I'm a favorite or that I'm definitely going to, but you need to believe that you can do it. Right. That that what you have right now today is is enough. That that you're not waiting to like, okay, when I learn more, when I hire this guy as a coach, when I watch this video, once I shore this up, then I will feel like I'm ready because that game never ends. Because once you have that one, you'll just find another excuse to not believe in yourself. Right. So right off the bat, can you just like decide that, hey, like here I am. And I believe that if I play my best, like it's possible I could take this tournament down. If you don't have that, don't play. Right. You got to have that in you um, before you even ship. Otherwise, you can't win. Because you will you will find a way to sabotage yourself if you don't have that belief. If you get down to the final table, you will find a way to like do something stupid that you later regret, acting from that place of like I just don't believe it's possible. And and so you'll you'll make that happen.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, and that's why places like Rec Poker are so important to come. You know, practice for free, learn for free, play in our home games. You know, compete with other people where the stakes are low. Um, make those mistakes, gain some confidence and you know poker is a game where uh it takes reps you know you got to be in that position before to know how it feels to know that you're going to be able to pull the trigger on that combo draw you know that you want to pull the check raise on um if you're if you're kind of playing for for real stakes for the first time when you're in those positions it's going to be harder to do and you're not going to have that confidence that that belief that that jason's talking about so um i think that's really really valuable uh really valuable advice So, uh, poker with presence, it's, it's, uh, it's a course, it's a book. You've done uh, a lot of one-on-one coaching. Um, what are you actually, what are you working on right now? I know we got the holidays coming up. Um, and you said it's been kind of a busy year with, with the business. Um, is a lot of that one-to-one coaching is a lot of that, like putting new material together. What fills your days?
2: Yeah, it's kind of both. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching, um, and, uh, been making courses, Uh, And actually like this year I made a course that I was really proud of and it it applies not just to poker, but, but life as well. Um, Mm. And, and, and the thing is that like the way most people do it when they come to me is we train how to be a more present, emotionally available, and just like happy person at the poker table so that they can experience it in life. But for other people, they like to do it the other way around. Well, what if we train you how to be all of those things in in your life? How do what if we train you how to have total, you know, access and connection to your emotions? What if you knew how to navigate difficult conversations? What if you knew exactly how to you know, uh, set expectations and, and make agreements that everybody's happy with. Like if you have a spouse who's like not wanting to go play poker, but you want to go play poker, you know, that type of stuff. How do you have these conversations and set up your life so that it supports you in in being free and easy and not carrying any of that baggage onto the poker table? So, you know, I made that course for, for people who who want to have it in both. And, and so I was super excited because, um, you know, that one actually like, had a lot more demand than, than I anticipated um, because Mm. it's like, yeah, we're not just training it in, in poker. Like I I want everybody who meets me and works with me to also have great relationships, right. To have, um, you know, a deep understanding of who they are in in person to, to be able to navigate the ups and downs of of life, not just the ups and downs of poker. That's, that's really what it's all about. If you can only do it at poker, but not in life um, I feel like I failed. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, something that I was pretty happy to, to put out this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. And yeah, I mean, we talk all the time about how poker is a a good corollary for life and the lessons you learn in one apply in the other. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I've certainly become a better person through understanding poker better, whether it's risk tolerance or you know risk reward analysis, understanding that I'm not entitled to win even when I've got pocket aces. You know, there's lots of good lessons there. Um, Chris, did you have one more question then we'll let Jason roll on out of
4: here.
3: Yeah, no, it actually comes from our audience. Um, Charles asks uh, on the YouTube chat. Um, kind of going back to a, a, an answer you had earlier. Um, how do you reconcile the belief that you can win as a as a rec player with the knowledge that you won't a good proportion of the time? So how how do you like mm. you know it's like this could happen, but you know yeah. it probably won't very much.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you know the thing is, is that pros have to do that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like especially playing tournaments it's like, yeah, um, you know, I could win, but I'm probably not. It's, it's, it's pretty much the same Uh, pros are not exempt from that either. And so it's really just reconciling, learning how to get comfortable with the feeling of losing, right. And, and letting yourself just be with it and be okay with it and, and not translate that into like, Oh, that means something about me. That means I'm not as whatever as I thought I was. Right, So that's the real reconciliation is like, how do I change my relationship to just losing and not getting what I hoped for in general? And and when you get real healthy with that, then the poker thing will fall into place. But chances are, if you're doing that in poker, you're probably doing it in other parts of your life, too. So it can it can be a worthwhile exploration in in all aspects.
1: Great answer. And thanks, Charles, for a great question there, too. I think a lot of people do struggle with that tension. Uh, So I hope I hope some listeners uh, found some value in that. Merv Harvey joins the chat. Hey, Merv, nice to hear from you all the way uh, about as far from here as you can possibly be while st- still being on Mother Earth. Um, any tips for resetting between hands that you lose?
2: Mm, yeah. So, uh, you know, breathing always helps. If you can, if you can just find some baseline of remembering to breathe, that's always step one. Anything else that you try to do, if you've stopped breathing is not going to work because that's kind of just the catalyst for everything. But if you're playing live, uh, you know one thing that if you watched me play live, you would notice I probably get out of the chair more than like anybody in the world. That's probably like the only thing in poker that I'm number one in the world at is like getting out of the chair um times per hour, right and so <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and because um, if you get caught in the same posture for too long, your thought cycles start to, Kind of just go into this trance, into this loop that you might not want, right? So if you sit and you slump for too long, your thoughts are going to mm. reflect the version of you that that lives and and feels like this, right? So so just changing your posture and breathing, and finding some different point of awareness to like feel your body a little bit, and maybe just look around the room so that your experience is not just stuck in this pain that you're feeling. If you kind of spread it out a little bit, look around, breathe, change your posture. I mean, that's that's like a really nice reset right off the bat.
1: Love it. Uh, Thanks, Merv. Thanks for tuning in. Merv Harvey from the Post Flop Poker Podcast. Everybody, Uh, one of one of our one of my favorite um, podcasts back when they were putting them out on the regular. Uh, Merv's a great guy and a big supporter of Rec Poker, too. So it's always nice to hear from him. Um, all right. Well, uh, Jason, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, where's the best place for them to reach out to you personally, your home address, alarm code, that kind of thing. And then if they want to uh, sort of learn from you or work with your material, what's the best place for them to go and get uh, uh, and get that information?
2: Yeah. So uh, you can find me uh, Twitter's pretty easy. It's at Jason B. Sue. That's B as in boy. Uh, you can also email me uh, Jason at pokerwithpresence.com. And then, uh, if you're not familiar with me and, and you want to kind of like get to know me a lot more, the, the easiest way to do that and also, uh, you know, hear about all the ways that you could work with me is, uh, join my email list, uh, which, you know, I, I send something out each day that I think provides some kind of insight or, or tip on how to perform at a higher level or how to just enjoy yourself at the game more and, and be more present. So, you know, for people that, you know, haven't heard of me too much that's probably the, the easiest way to kind of get to know me really quickly uh because uh, i i will email you every day that's uh, that's a promise
1: <laughs> whether <laughs> you right. like it or
2: not whether you like it or not it's, it's coming it's coming
1: that's it well i think we could all use a little positivity in our day and yeah. uh, you know some actionable thoughts on how to improve our own flow and our own state of mind so so that sounds great thank you jason um last question is die hard a christmas movie uh 100% okay there you go, Jason yeah. Sue says. Yeah. Die Hard is. A, we're going to be asking all our guests that this month. And yeah, so that's you're... not
4: even that's not even a question.
0: Like, um, <laughs>
4: just... it's definitely a Christmas movie. I'd like to. I'd like to just say about the email newsletter. I cannot believe that you can come up with this stuff every single day. It's amazing. <laughs> I read it every day. I get it in my email. I read it every day, and I go, "Wow." How does he do this every single day? He comes up mm-hmm. with some analogy of real life and compares it to poker, and it's just like wow, very mm-hmm. good. I love it. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's always a, it's an honor that so many people read it every day. I'm like wow, it's just it's just amazing, and and that's what keeps me going is, is knowing that people are are really loving it and getting getting value out of it, and and I I just the reason why I'm able to do it is because. I legitimately couldn't think of anything else in the world I'd rather be doing with my time. And mm. I've never had a day where I'm like, oh, no, I have coaching calls today or anything like that. Ah. Uh, I, 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 this is literally my dream job. And um, I couldn't be happier to put more time into it, like just just all the time. And so everything um, in life to me is an opportunity to share with people who want to hear on on this topic. And so that's why I'm able to come up with something every day.
1: No, what a great what a great attitude and i know we we refer to rob as our zen master so it's no surprise that he's already on the mailing list and um you've nice. gotten some some nice comments in the youtube chat here as well some folks that love the podcast i uh, mm-hmm. think you're doing great um really appreciate the tips here so you're 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 making the world a better place jason mm-hmm. uh, one listener at a time that's all any of us can hope for yeah. isn't it
2: oh uh, yeah thank you so much i appreciate that yeah
1: all right. Well, uh, that's Jason Sue, everyone. Jason, we're going to roll on and talk about some home game results and some other cool stuff coming up in Rec Um, But it was really great having you on the show. I wish you a happy holiday and a great start to 2023. Yeah, I love you guys. Appreciate it so much and all the best. All right. Take care. So while we let Jason uh, roll on out, um, we've got some exciting stuff coming up. I'll just tease. Um, I'll, no, let's let John start talking about the home game results and then I can interrupt him there's something kind of more natural and, and proper about that. Oh, and John's on, on mute, so he's perfectly, but we're hitting Hold every cliche
0: Let's here. go, we're here doing we go. it, we're yeah. doing it. You know, I just had to do it, give everyone that joy one last time this year. Um, and I wanted to, to mention that, you know, of course, now is your time to put Food Bank into the chat for our role. So that, there you, you know, go. we can get that taken care of. It's official. Of when, yeah, That's the high side, right, well, see it just so everyone who doesn't know what the home games are, Rec Poker has over 40 free home games play home game free to play home games <laughs> tournaments each month. Yeah, I am reading this and I'm that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh the first Wednesday of each month is the Nolan Maholtham series with the player of the Year points race the second Wednesday of each month is a mixed game series with the player of the Year points race every other day of the month there is one or more daily series events including a monthly tournament of Champions if you want to compete again in the toughest online play money games around and have a chance to earn coveted wreck poker pins you can join the wreck the poker Stars wreck Poker Community Home Game Club. Check out rec.poker website for more information on how to join and all of the tournaments available. Also, be sure to update the extra tab in your rec poker profile if you want to have your real name announced on when you win a tournament. If you go to the your uh, this part, I don't have written down. <laughs> if you go to the part to see the um what do we call them the lifetime achievement awards Mm. all of the winners will have their names up there now i also have posted out what at the time of that posting you had listed for whether your name was private or public or first name so you can double check in case you're not sure what you have there and now on with results so first. Uh, Just
1: before John gets into this here, I just want to point out that um, this Saturday, if you're listening to this live, you've got several days to get yourself ready. Uh, December 17th is the Heads Up uh, Rec Poker quarterly match. So three times a year, three times a year only, we do this Heads Up ladder tournament uh, to prepare us for Marek Madness. Some of you might know it as March Madness, but it's Marek Madness. And what happens is uh, John has set up a, a ladder heads up tournament in the same home game club that we play all our home games in. It's in uh, it's on Saturday the seventeenth. It's in the afternoon. It's at two p.m. Eastern, so that's one p.m. Central. And uh, there can only be one winner, and that winner of each one of our quarterly heads up uh, tournaments will get their they'll win their way into Marek Madness uh in in march so that's the prize there and i'll just uh mention for john there is no late registration for this one so sign up a little in advance and make sure you're in your seat uh because if you're just a minute late it'll be too late to win your way into Marek madness so come and uh, beat some of the wrecking crew heads up awesome bragging rights are born in this tournament uh multiple times a year so come make make
0: yourself a champion That's it, John. I was I'm, just I'm, waiting. To no, I was Okay, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you know, silence. That is the best audio format <laughs> listening there. Okay, <laughs> December 7th, <laughs> Be The Kid, Brian Mori won oh, his Brian. very first No Limit Hold'em uh, series tournament. So he has earned a bronze pin for that. And this is the first time he has ever played that series He won it. Wow. That's good enough to get him into the Tournament of Champions (laughs) for the No Limit Hold'em Series that we'll be holding on the 21st.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah,
0: good point. Nice. Then December 5th, Tom Toms S, 3219 Tom Stanley, won his second nightly tournament of the year. John Lutze, John Lutze, got his third nightly tournament of the year. As a beast. Uncle Tom's Cabin got his seventh nightly ta- tournament of the year. Shamu, 27, 140, hey, Roger oh. Lamp. Yeah, yeah, Roger. Nightly tournament of the year. Kate, Kate <laughs> Ibbinson, <laughs> Nice. That's 4K's eight, number 8E, eight just so I was not stuttering. That's, um, that's Stu's mom. That's Stu Carriage's
1: mom. Uh, oh, who, I did
0: not yes. know that.
1: Yep. There you go. So, congratulations. Another series of uh, rec poker familial winners. That's amazing. Wow. Way to go, Kate. I, I don't know if Kate's listening or not, but uh, congratulations. She steals my chips routinely when we were at the same table. KKKK8. Oh, yeah, all the time. Way That's to go, That's her
0: second nightly tournament of the year. Wow. And then on December 10th, Evil Roy CA David <sighs> Westerveld. Wow. Got his third daily mixed series victory <sighs> for the year. And that is his 44th (laughs) lifetime victory. Remember, 50 is when you get the lifetime achievement award. Now, that should be noted that MAGRA 44 has 45 tournaments. So they're neck and neck. It's going to be a race to see who can do it. And all I have to do is say, you know, MAGRA had a pretty decent lead going up. So I, I think Dave here has the momentum and may just finish Pull across that line sooner than anyone else.
1: Yeah, Doug oh, Drayback, my. magra 44. Sorry to dox you there, Doug, but um Doug's been a huge player for a long time. And uh I thought for sure he was just gonna like be the the forever all-time champion of home games. But you can see Dave has the hot hand, man. This year, is he is on fire this year. So I'm really impressed that he's notched another win. And in the mixed games, no less. Those aren't, those aren't easy to win either. So congratulations.
0: Well, and remember, only one player can be the first mm. to win the Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we have, uh, on December 10th, Oki at Cars got oh. their second international victory. Apple in my eye, Harold Barry got his third yes. international nice victory. Good for you. And Keto Man 335 won the LPP event so he can contact Jim at rec.poker for his free month at Learn Pro Poker.
1: In fact, let me tell you something. so that's uh, Kean Tavacoli who's a fantastic guy. He's been a longtime member here at Rec Poker. Um, I got a message from him yesterday or I guess this morning, uh, I guess shortly after he'd won saying that uh, he was pleased to win the tournament, but he's already a lifetime member of LPP, and he'd like to gift the free month to the runner-up, Johnny Quattro. He put up a valiant fight. Happy holidays, my friend. So nice. that's from Kian. Isn't that ever, ever the gentleman? You know, he, when he's not out there barefoot stomping the grapes uh, in the barrels, which is how I understand they do it uh, out on the West Coast there, um, he's just given away uh, months from Learn Pro Poker. So, Listen, uh, Johnny Quattro, I will send you a message in the uh, website because that's one of the ways that we can get in touch with everybody who plays in the uh, home game club. That's why we make you sign up for a community account so that we can notify you about your prizes and things like that. Um, but if you're listening, send me an email, jim at rec.poker. You've earned a free month at Learn Pro Poker, and you are going to love it. Thanks, John.
0: And uh, as Jim already said, the 17th this coming weekend or those of you who are listening from the podcast feed last weekend or before um we have the heads up tournament playing and on the 21st those of you who are eligible for the no limit holdem series tournament of champions be sure you sign up for that and play in that
4: and that's uh, hey. so just yeah go last ahead last saturday didn't we have a- Something happened last Saturday that, or last Wednesday. I mean, um, oh, there was a yeah. there was a a big event that happened. It yeah, was but our, we don't need no the time. <laughs> to talk.
3: Nobody wants that. Let's, I mean, come <laughs> on. Nobody wants to talk about hey, this. <laughs> this is
4: the Rec Poker Podcast. We need <laughs> yeah, 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 to cover yeah, yeah. it. We but, need to uh, give him. Let's his do that oodles. off the air. We'll just let people <laughs> well, kind of like kind of like no, roll. No, it up. No, no, they'll, no.
3: they'll understand. All they'll right. Make it up
4: in their head. You're gonna have to do it, Rob. You're going to okay. have to do it, I think. <laughs> Taylor Moss accomplished a feat that last year, I guess, Steve Fredlin did, which is make yep. it to the player of the year in the No Limit Hold'em series. So congratulations, Taylor. Congrats, Taylor. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. We were all rooting against you, but congratulations. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> yeah, in I know. This- I I forget to put that in my home game summary here. So I was just going right past that. (laughs) That's really important. And I want to also have it be known that he is (laughs) currently also in the lead for the mixed game player of the year. Yeah, And no one thus far has won both in the same year oh
1: Oh, great Do, is he going to be another first at something we're never going to hear the end of it guys
0: he no. did win the very first No Limit Hold'em series back in Ugh. 2019 Ugh. Um, I think at that point in time computers were just black and white and horse <laughs> gone, But
3: I think there were and there was like two players right there was like two <laughs> players one of them was drunk and <laughs> one
0: of them was Taylor yeah you're right I was the yeah, other player yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no but all, all kidding aside um Taylor is fueled by our hate and that's why we <laughs> continue to bring this high level of enthusiasm to the podcast here um but yeah very impressive uh Taylor who who who's you know clearly just one of the better uh, poker players here at Rec poker I think we all agree with that and well deserved um he was the winner of the very first player of the year's race back in 2019 and he is officially the player of the Year. For 2022, he won more points than anybody. Rob Washam was so close to catching him. Um, Rob, I think you had to place second on Wednesday to beat him, and you ended up placing fourth. So it was a real it yep. was a real sweat. Um, and there were a number of other people that were right in that realm. Um, some real killers. If people check out the points uh, winners in John's uh, results post, you'll see kind of like a who's who of wreck poker in that in that top group, and they'll all be duking it out. Um, next Wednesday on the 21st, right, John? That's the championship match where we're yes, taking the the 12 monthly winners and then uh, the remaining points winners to get to the top 24 seats that'll fill that tournament. Um,
0: well, reminder, and I have heard this. I've heard that Taylor wants to make sure that Steve maintains his um, trophy about being the only person to win both the player of the year and the tournament of champions, the Taylor's not even going to play the tournament of champions. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is your turn. A- anyone else can come in and try to sweep that title right there. True. Good point. Good point. And I
1: think we're, we're, we're only kind of joking. I think Taylor actually has a conflict that night and he will not be able to play. Uh, so it is wide open. Steve Fredlin last year, uh john's referencing won the player of the year race and then he also won the championship at the end of the year which is really really crazy taylor's gonna have to put a different two-piece together for this one being the uh no limit hold'em player of the year and then also if he uh if he can sneak out a good result on wednesday uh this week it is the final mixed game player of the year points race game on the second wednesday of the month And I'm just looking in the chat here. It looks like uh, MN Ted, who's uh, Phil Fuhrer, he can catch him. He's only four points away, but he's the only one that can catch uh, Taylor in the points race for the mixed game uh, player of the year race. So it's no sure thing. Four points is not a lot of points. and I know Phil is a very talented mixed game player, Um, but it would be very impressive. It would be very impressive uh, for Taylor to pull that off. And Taylor... Don't tell anyone, but I'm I'm rooting for you. I hope you do it. I believe in you. I think you can. Uh, oh God! I hope he doesn't win though. He's just gonna be insufferable <laughs> if he does. I don't <laughs> want to have to record any more videos in the booth with this guy. His head's already so big. Um, uh, going to Disneyland? Though, yeah, I mean he's already like... putting
3: in the chat like a Super Bowl champion. Like, what are you gonna next? <laughs> Go to I'm going to do? Disney Disney <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, can't you like play on your phone from Space Mountain? You know, like you're you're on in the mobile app, uh, you know, making your um, exploitative three beds and just. Yeah, I hear question. Epcot. All of Epcot has great Wi-Fi. All <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, oh, I, I don't think we're going to be able to catch up on all the fantastic chat that we get here in the YouTube. There's been a lot of uh, friendly back and forth in there tonight, but we will go back and look in the uh, the food bank um, uh, order here. So, Chris, are you going to be the official die roller so that people don't I, think I've I'm going to I've got my die if you're
3: ready to tell me when to do it. Okay.
1: So, you, who's. You've been officially
3: relieved of duty after the. <laughs> it
1: sounds like it. Suspicious.
3: <laughs> the one
1: debacle that has been this this year so far that amazing video from eric i love that um all right well i've got uh charles is the first one then merv uh then mary then the rrccc then roger uh josh who else we got in here maybe that's it looks like six you get to roll a boring old uh, 6 sider Is that Uh-oh. what you see as well, Chris? Is Uh-oh. that the right? I got
3: to Hold on. I got. I got to step away real quick. I, I got to get my 6 sider It's right behind me. Hold on. Okay.
1: <laughs> what color is the die? Oh no, we got a seven. No, Chris, don't do it. We got a seven. Oh, we got an eight. All right, Jack and Eric have added their names in late. Um, I think you might have unplugged his headset, so there was. <laughs> No, uh, Charles, I think they, they revoked it because it wasn't. Uh, you want the one. All right. Hey, no, Chris, we did. We got Jack and Eric threw their names in. Oh, at the now end. We, oh OK. So we need the 10 cider now, huh? We need the 10. And now I just want to make sure Charles said there was someone before him. So I want to make sure we don't screw this up here.
0: I um, don't think I, so. I, no, that was me just telling everyone. To
1: OK, interrupt. OK, because we're not we're not bamboozling anyone. I don't care what Phil says. This is a strictly run game with the highest level of scrutiny and rigor. Um, All right, and so we're, we're rolling for eight people, right? Uh, yes. yes, and and while Chris has a red die, I will tell you, uh, Harvey. Yes, most of my dice are yellow. As a good old Steelers fan, it just happens. But there are there's the that's the the ten banger. Is that what we're looking at, Chris? It's a ten banger. I tell you what, we can't
3: roll a one. If we roll a zero or a one, I'm re-rolling. Okay, and we'll count down. There you go.
1: Love it. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. It's always it's a one uh, a six. So that makes Ooh, it. A you lot... rolled a six last time. Did it? No, I. Didn't. It's always, always a six. It's always a six with Chris. God, <laughs> I, when when are we going to roll something that's not a but six? So the six Chris? is six actually a five. rigged. Rigged. Six
3: is actually the fifth person then.
1: Rigged. <laughs> is <laughs> it the fifth or the seventh? Wait a second, I'm all confused. Now. No, because I took out I the f- one. Okay, so your fifth. story checks out. All right, fine. Uh, let's. <laughs> so that was. Charles Merv, this is great audio for our listeners. I think it's Roger, uh, Mary, yeah, the R Roger Shooty, the man himself. I love Roger Shooty. Um, Roger is a, a premium member and and uh, like since way back. We got to hang out down in Las Vegas at the Rec Poker House a little while ago um and I, I our careful listeners will know Roger helps out a lot with the post production for the podcast putting our audio stuff together and adding imaging and that kind of thing um so it's only fair that Roger get to claim a prize here so um there's there's a few prizes that we give out every week on the show here so if you're not a Rec Poker premium member you've got a choice you can either get uh, a month of Rec Poker premium or you can get a seat In our flagship learning event every month, which is the Deep Dive Seminar with Chris Jones. So Chris runs uh, this. It's it's on Poker Now, which is a fantastic uh, program, a platform where you can play with your friends for free. Um, It has uh, the technical uh, ability for Chris to play uh, with God mode, see everyone's cards while everyone else can only see their own cards. And so what we do is we play a series. We play about an hour, an hour and a half based around the theme of the month. Um, Chris records all that, and then he puts together a presentation breaking down some of the mistakes that players made while playing, some of the things that people did well, some other gameplay that's illustrative of the theme of the month. And then we tap in Dara O'Carney, the one and only, uh, and he spends his time every month running a hand or two through a solver and providing his own analysis. So... If you're a uh, a community member and you win the prize that month, that, that week on the podcast, you can get yourself one of nine seats in this uh, uh, Chris Jones run flagship deep dive seminar, which we do every month. So I hope you get a chance to check that out. Roger, you are already a rec poker premium member. So you get to sit in this thing every month. So I hope you get a chance to take advantage of that. And the only other, um, the only other thing I will say is that you could, uh, because you're already a premium member, you could choose to apply that $15 prize towards a coaching, uh, any coaching offers from anyone on the wrecking and crew. And if you go to rec.poker slash crew, you can meet a lot of the people that are offering coaching there and see if there's anything that you like. You've, you've got $15 off. So enjoy that, Roger. And thank you so much for all your support here. Um, so I see there's I have some, breaking some breaking news.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, PokerStars game servers are currently undergoing maintenance. Oh boy! So tonight is our normal home game as well as the Tournament of Champions. Uh, it says that's usually 120 minutes or less. Uh, I'll keep an eye on when the servers come back up. And if the games have gone away, I will try to schedule them and get them going as soon as possible. But just to let the people who are listening live know... That is what is going on.
1: Wow, what a great time to choose for that PokerStars. We literally we were do <laughs> we run these. This is the Tournament of Champions. We run it once a month. Uh, they had to pick this for their maintenance time, but they were gonna they were gonna bug somebody. So I'll take a note from Jason Sue and empathize. Uh, I'm sure they weren't just picking on us for it, but that stinks. Okay,
4: uh, maybe well, most of their clientele is in Europe, so they're doing it at mm. an off time for them, Good which point. is not an off time for us good point
1: all right well, um, is there anything else that we should uh mention coming up I, I'll just say again uh, please don't show up on December 26th expecting a podcast we will not be uh we will not be having a show that night because people are going to be spending it with their families or uh, traveling or however they spend the uh, um uh the holidays and uh John in case people are listening right now if we are unable to hold it at the planned time, are we going to try it later tonight, or will we try and reschedule um, another time this week? Do you have a, a leaning I, in mind at this point?
0: I think I'll try to hold it. So the um, the normal nightly game, if that doesn't go, we'll just skip it. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll still schedule one if we get one going. Um, if if the tournament is being canceled, the tournament of champions has been canceled. We'll go for next week. Okay. Next, if it starts up and just starts okay, then it'll go. In other words, if PokerStars runs it, we'll run it. If PokerStars doesn't run it, then we'll go next week.
1: All right. So if you're listening live and you're in the Tournament of Champions, uh, show up for it like normal, and otherwise, we'll probably get some communication out uh, to the people that qualified for it, telling them when we will reschedule it. All right. Well, that sounds really good. Um, Thanks to everyone in the chat tonight. We had a really good. uh, rapport, going <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of fun. People chipping in their thoughts in the chat there, which puts a smile on my face and everyone here at the wrecking crew for sure. Um, I want to thank Jason Sue for doing a great job uh, bringing some light to uh, to our show here. Uh, of course, I got to thank Chris and John and Rob and Ben for joining me here in the booth. Um, I have to thank Mark Breshawn and uh, the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino for their support. And uh, everyone in the YouTube chat and you, the listeners, we couldn't do it without you and you mean the world to us. So happy holidays and thanks for coming in. See you next
4: week.